We're going to be learning in Chidusha Ben Ochaim Halevi, the second piece in Hochus Psula Amukdashim. This is Perak Gimel Halacha Ches. And the halacha that Rab Chaim is explaining is that if something is disqualified from being a carbon and being burnt on the Mizbeach, but it anyways is put on the Mizbeach and it starts to burn, so the Rambam says that you can continue burning it. And even if it's taken off after that, so after the fire started consuming it, they take this off the Mizbeach, they need to return it and they need to finish burning it up. So Rab Chaim is going to explain what the concept of that halacha is. The Rambam writes, Any carbon which was disqualified from hektish, it shouldn't be sanctified anymore. Still, they can burn it on the Mizbeach. And if they put it on the Mizbeach and burn it, so then that's okay. Now the Rambam qualifies that. And he says that's only if they left it on the Mizbeach, so then they should burn it. But if they took it off the Mizbeach, so then they shouldn't return it because this carbon is disqualified. It wasn't supposed to be on the Mizbeach. So once they take it off, they should not put it back on there a second time and they should leave it off the Mizbeach. But now the Rambam qualifies even this qualification. This is only referring to when the carbon was on the Mizbeach, but the fire didn't start consuming it. Once the fire started burning it, even if they take it off to Mizbeach, then they must return it and put it on there a second time and finish up the burning. So according to the Rambam, there are three cases. A carbon which is disqualified, which is burned on the Mizbeach is okay. If the disqualified carbon was put on the Mizbeach and then taken off, it should not be returned. But if it was put on the Mizbeach and burned and then taken off, so then it must be returned and finish up the burning. Now the Rambam adds one more case, which is a komets shenispagel, a mincha flour offering, so it's a bread offering, which became pigol, so the Kohen had the wrong intentions when he was offering it. So this mincha bread was disqualified from the Mizbeach, so if half of it was burned a little on the Mizbeach and half of it is on the floor, so they have to put the entire thing, they have to take the part from the floor and put it back on the Mizbeach and burn the whole thing. So basically this halacha, that if the fire started consuming the disqualified carbon, it must be fully burnt, applies not only to the animal carbon, but even to the mincha flour bread carbon, that if half of it was burnt and half of it is on the ground, the whole thing must be burnt on the Mizbeach. So now this halacha in the Rambam comes straight from the Gemara in Zvachim Daf Mem Gimel, Omar Ula Komets Pigul Shehelu Al Gabe Amizbeach Paka Pigulo Mimenu. Ula said that a mincha flour offering, which was Pigul, so it was brought with the wrong intentions, if it was brought on the Mizbeach, so it loses its status of Pigul. And his explanation is, If the mincha can bring the carbon to the status of Pigul, so then certainly it itself becomes Pigul. So the Gemara asks, this seems to be the opposite of what Ula is saying. Ula is saying that it loses its status of Pigul once it goes on the Mizbeach. Whereas his proof is the exact opposite idea that it makes 
the rest of the carbon into pigol. So the Gemara explains that what he means is Ula's trying to say that if the mincha, which is pigol, cannot be brought on the mizbeach, so then how could it affect the rest of the carbon which is coming with it? So this is Ula's proof that obviously even though the mincha was pigol originally, once it's brought on the mizbeach, it loses its status of pigol. So now the Gemara asks another question on Ula. Very nice, we understand what he means to say, but my Kamash Malan, what's he teaching us? If he's teaching us the halacha of him alu lo yerdu, that if the mincha pigol is put on the mizbeach, it should not be taken down. So that already tanina, we have a brisa that already told us that halacha explicitly. So we don't need Ula to teach us that. So maybe he's teaching us the opposite, that im yardu ya'alu, that if it was taken off the mizbeach, the mincha pigol should be returned and burned. So the Gemara says again, we have a brisa that teaches us that. The brisa says, kshem shim alu lo yerdu, kachim yardu lo yalu. Just like if it went on the mizbeach, we don't take it down. So too, if they took off the mincha pigol from the mizbeach, they shouldn't return it. So again, we don't need Ula to teach us that. So the Gemara says, lo or the case of Ula is where the fire started to burn it. So Ula is teaching us that once it's on the Mizbeach and the fire starts burning it, if it's taken off, then it needs to be returned. So again, the Gemara asks that Ula already said that halacha explicitly, so he doesn't need to repeat himself a second time. So the Gemara answers, you would have thought that there's a distinction between a carbon mincha versus an animal carbon, because an animal carbon, when part of the animal is burned, so the rest of the animal has to be put on the Mizbeach because it's all interconnected. Each limb of the animal is part of the overall animal, as opposed to flour, where it's not all connected. You could easily split it up. It was just artificially baked together. So in that case, one may have thought that if half of the mincha started to get burned on the mizbeach and half did not, you should not offer the entire thing up because they're not as connected as an animal's parts are. So that's why Ula had to repeat himself to tell us that not only in the case of a carbon animal, if half of it is burned, the rest of it must be burned on the mizbeach, but even in the case of the mincha, once half of it is burned, then the rest of it must be burned on the mizbeach. So the Gemara concludes based on this that Amar Rav Achoy, Rav Achoy ruled Hilka Chaykometz Pigol de Palge Machzaaru Palge Aske Amaracha in the case of a Pigol Mincha where half of it is sitting on the ground and half of it is sitting on the Mizbeach Umashla Boha or if the fire started to burn the half on the Mizbeach Masikna Lalekule Lechatchila so then we have to put the entire Mincha even the half from the ground and burn the whole thing on the Mizbeach so that's exactly the ruling of the Rambam that's why he concluded at the end that in the case of the mincha pigol, if half is on the ground and half is on the mizbeach, if the fire started to burn the half on the mizbeach, then the part from the ground also has to be burned. So now Rab Chaim raises a question from elsewhere in the Rambam regarding how much of the mincha has to be burned. Does it need to be fully burned? Does it need to be mostly burned? A little bit burned? Here the Rambam does not give any measurement for how much of the mincha needs to be burned in order for this halacha to apply. But elsewhere, the Rambam does rule regarding how much of the mincha needs to be burned. So this is based on the Gemara in Krisus and Daphya Dalid. The Mishnah there is coming up with cases where a person gets a lot of punishments for doing one thing. So it says that there's a case where someone eats one piece of meat 
and they're obligated in five sacrifices. The case is someone tame, so they're impure, so they should not have been eating carbon meat, and they ate carbon meat. They ate the chalev, so the prohibited fats of it. It was nosar, it was leftover carbon meat, so they were not allowed to eat it anymore, on Yom Kippur. So in that case, there's going to end up being five sacrifices. So the Gemara asks a question that in the case of the Mishnah, there's four chatas sin offerings. But why isn't there a fifth sin offering? In other words, if the Mishnah is trying to be creative and come up with the maximum number of sin offerings in the same case, so why didn't the Mishnah add an additional sin offering for Pigol? Meaning, why not say that not only is this meat nosar, it's leftover, but also it's Pigol, it was brought with the wrong intentions. So that would be an additional sin, which would require an additional chatas offering. So the Gemara answers to this question that it's not possible to have nosar and pigol in the same case because if the carbon is pigol, it will not become nosar after the time that it has to be eaten in. So it's not possible to have nosar and pigol on the same animal. And that's why the Mishnah didn't list both of those sins together. It had to pick one of them. So it went with nosar. So the Gemara presses the issue and it says, well, you could still come up with a case where the same animal is pigol and nosar according to Ula. Because as we said, according to Ula, once the animal is put on the Mizbeach, it loses its status of pigol. So we could say the case that there was a carbon animal, which was pigol. Half of it was put on the Mizbeach, so it lost its status of pigol. And then after the time was up, that half of the animal became nosar. Now a guy sits down and eats meat from both parts of the animal together in the same sitting. So he's violated both prohibitions of nosar and pigol. So basically the Gemara questions this idea that it's not possible to have nosar and pigol in the same animal because according to Ula, if half of the animal was put on the Mizbeach, it loses the pigol and that half will become nosar. So it is possible to have an animal which is half nosar and half pigol according to Ula. So the Gemara answers that this case is not going to work in the Mishnah because the Mishnah is talking about a guy that ate one piece of meat from one limb. It's not interested in a case where a guy ate two pieces of meat spread out throughout the animal. So this case of a half nosar, half pigol carbon is not of interest to this Mishnah in order to include both of the prohibitions. So that's how the Gemara presents it there. But says Rab Chaim, you see that the Gemara in Krisus is applying Ula's halacha to the case where the pigol meat was put on the Mizbeach. So it loses its status of pigol and the meat could be eaten like every other carbon meat. So part of Ula's halacha is that pigol meat, which gets put on the Mizbeach, gets rehabilitated. It's like the Mizbeach is able to correct the problem with this meat, and now it's considered regular carbon meat. So putting together the two Gemaras in Zvachim and Krisus, there are two aspects to Ula's halacha that pigol meat, which gets put on the Mizbeach, is corrected. One is that once the fire starts burning some of it, the entire carbon would have to be burned, even if someone took it off the Mizbeach, they have to return it. And the second is that now the meat is like regular carbon meat and people can eat it. But again, both of these halachas follow from the same basic principle that pigol meat, which gets placed on the Mizbeach, gets rehabilitated. So from that follows two things, that once the fire started, the whole thing has to be burned. And if someone eats it, it's like regular carbon meat.
And the Rambam himself later on in these halachas, Psula Mukdash and Parak Yurches Halacha Chaf Aleph. So he records this second aspect of Ula's halacha that Pigol Onosar Otame, any of these disqualified Karbanos, either it's Pigol or it's leftover or it's impure. In all those cases, Shehel on the Rosh Hamizbeach, if he puts the meat on the Mizbeach, Kishimashlaha or Beruban, Paka Isuran Mehen. Once the fire starts burning it, it loses its prohibited status and the Mizbeach rehabilitates this carbon. But the problem is that when the Rambam records that halacha, he specifies Kishimashlaha or Beruban, when the fire starts to consume most of the carbon. So there he does give a measurement. It's not enough to just have a little bit of the fire burning on the carbon. It has to take hold of most of the carbon. So that's a specific level of how much the fire needs to burn into the carbon for it to be rehabilitated, that now the meat is considered like a regular carbon meat. So why does the Rambam specify that a majority of it has to burn with regards to the rehabilitation of eating the meat, but he doesn't specify that in the halacha we began with concerning whether you have to return the meat to the Mizbeach if it's taken off. There he just leaves the whole issue hanging and he does not explicitly point out that only if the fire began consuming a majority of the meat does it have to be returned. So why is there a difference in the presentation of these two halachas in the Rambam when they come from the same statement of Ula in the Gemara? And Rab Chaim points out that the Mishnah Lamelech already raised this issue. So in order to answer the Rambam, Rab Chaim tries to get to what the basis of this whole halacha is. And this is based on a Gemara in Zvachim Pehei Amad Beis. The Gemara records a debate whether Ula's halacha applies also to the bones of the carbon. Now the bones have no halacha whatsoever to be burned on the Mizbeach, but still the Gemara records one opinion that if the bones were put along with the meat on the Mizbeach and the fire started to consume it and and then the bones were removed, they need to be returned and burned on the Mizbeach. Now, Reb Chaim points out that the bones are clearly not a case where they were disqualified, but because they were put on the Mizbeach, they were rehabilitated. So it's different than the case of a puzzle carbon, let's say Pigol or Nosar, where there was a disqualification, but that status is removed by being placed on the Mizbeach. The case of the bones is that to begin with, there was never any reason for these bones to be on the Mizbeach, but the fact that they were put on the Mizbeach and the fire started consuming them means that they quote-unquote belong to the Mizbeach, so if they're removed from the Mizbeach, they need to be returned. So that means there was no transformation back to the original status, but there's a new independent halacha that even something which doesn't belong on the Mizbeach to begin with, like the bones of the animal, if it goes to the Mizbeach and is burned on the Mizbeach, then it must be completed. The process can't be stopped in the middle. If the bones are removed, then they need to be returned. So that's a new concept in Ula that we haven't seen in the earlier case. So now coming back to the original case of Ula, where a disqualified carbon was placed on the Mizbeach and burned a little bit. So the halacha is that if it's removed, it has to be returned. But Rab Chaim wants to understand what's the conceptual basis of that halacha. 
Is it, as we've been saying, that the Mizbeach removes the disqualification status? So even though, let's say, this carbon is Pigol, now that the Mizbeach started burning it, it loses the status of Pigol. It transforms into a regular carbon, And that's why there's a halacha that if it's removed, it has to be returned and fully burned. That's one way to understand it. Or now we have a second option, that even though the Pigol status is never removed from the carbon, it's still still has to be burned because of a new independent halacha that anything which starts to burn on the Mizbeach, quote-unquote, belongs to the Mizbeach. So if it's removed, it must be returned and the process has to be completed. So now we have a new way to understand this whole concept. The reason a disqualified carbon, which begins burning on the Mizbeach, must be returned and fully burned is not because it loses its disqualification, but the disqualification remains. But that carbon now belongs belongs to the Mizbeach, so it must be burned with its disqualification intact. Says Rab Chaim that there are two indications in the Gemara that the proper understanding is this second approach. First of all, the Gemara applies this halacha to the bones. Now, when it comes to the bones, there is no halacha to burn them at all. So it's very clear that when we apply the halacha that if the bones burned on the Mizbeach a little bit, you have to complete the process and burn them fully. It's a new independent obligation. It's not based on anything pre-existing in the bones, but rather once something burns a little bit on the Mizbeach, then it belongs to the Mizbeach and the process must be completed. So that's indication number one that this whole concept is a new obligation. It's not restoring a pre-existing obligation. The second one is that some of the cases of psul, of disqualification, to which the Gemara applies this halacha, are not things which disqualify the carbon meat inherently. They're things which disqualify this carbon overall from the process of atonement. So for example, according to Reb Shimon, if the blood was spilled or if someone puzzle who was disqualified collected the blood and then did the zrika, so that was a disqualified zrika. So in both of those cases, the Gemara applies this concept that if that carbon, which did not have a proper zrika, so it did not have atonement, if the meat of that carbon ends up on the Mizbeach and it gets burned a little bit and then it's removed, it must be returned and completed. Now again, the issue in that case is not inherently in the meat. There's nothing wrong with the carbon itself. The problem is that there was no zrika. So this carbon did not have the proper process of atonement. And still the Gemara applies this idea that once it's burned a little bit on the Mizbeach, it has to be fully burned. So again, that cannot be because something is being restored, which was originally there and was disqualified. It must be a new concept that even though this is not a proper carbon, since it was burned a little bit on the Mizbeach, it belongs to the Mizbeach and it must be fully burned on the Mizbeach. So now basing himself on these two cases, Rab Chaim says it's logical to assume that even in the cases where the carbon was inherently disqualified, so let's say it became nosar or pigol, so there is something wrong with this meat itself, still the halacha that if it's burned on the Mizbeach, it has to be fully burned, does not mean that it was restored to its original status, the disqualification was removed, but it's logical to assume that this works the same as the bones or the psul where there was a missing zrika, and the same thing applies here, that there is a new independent 
independent halacha that since part of this carbon was burned on the Mizbeach, then the process has to be completed. This carbon belongs to the Mizbeach and must be fully burned. So now this poses a problem. Why did the Gemara in Zvachim Mem Gimel connect the halacha that the carbon has to be returned and fully burned to the concept that the pigul gets removed from the carbon by being burned on the Mizbeach? We don't need that added concept. Even without the idea that the pigul is removed by being burned on the Mizbeach, this carbon meat still needs to be returned and fully burned on the Mizbeach because again, once something is part partially burned on the Mizbeach, it belongs to the Mizbeach. So this poses a real problem with the Gemara in Zvachim Mem Gimel that it connects the basis of that halacha with the idea that the pigul is removed when we don't seem to need that. So in order to explain this, Rab Chaim needs to balance that on the one hand, once something is partially burned on the Mizbeach, it belongs to the Mizbeach, what he calls Lach Moshel Mizbeach. It's the bread of the Mizbeach, so it must be returned to the Mizbeach. But on the other hand, we also need the idea that the Mizbeach removes the status of pigul. Somehow we need to balance both of those together. So in order to formulate this, first Rab Chaim suggests a quick technical formulation, which is simply that pigul would preclude the idea of lach moshal mizbeach from taking effect. In other words, the whole idea that something belongs to the mizbeach could only take effect if it's no longer pigul. But if it's still pigul, then that would stop the halacha of lach moshal mizbeach, that it belongs to the mizbeach from taking effect. But Rab Chaim doesn't like that. He thinks that it's a little forced. So instead, Rab Chaim suggests two more conceptual approaches. The first one is at the end of the second paragraph, and Rab Chaim suggests that it's not that Lach Moshel Mizbeach, that it belongs to the Mizbeach, needs a removal of the Pigal status, but rather these two go together. Because the whole idea of Lach Moshel Mizbeach is that there's some sort of hartsa'ah. That Hashem appreciates and gains satisfaction on some level from this offering. So then we apply the concept that once it started on the Mizbeach, it must be returned and completed. But if Hashem is in no way interested in this offering, because it doesn't add anything, there's zero satisfaction or meaning to this offering, so then we would not apply the idea that it must be returned to the Mizbeach. It's irrelevant that it started to burn on the Mizbeach. Meaning this whole idea of burning on the Mizbeach is not just a technicality, that if there's some fire and it changes somewhat the meat on the Mizbeach, so then that meat belongs to the Mizbeach. It has to have some meaning to it, that the fact that this meat is burning on the Mizbeach has some sort of meaning for Hashem. There is something good about this, even though it really technically shouldn't be on the Mizbeach. But the fact that it's there is meaningful in some way. It has hartsa'ah. So then it's considered a valid burning on some level, and if it's removed from the Mizbeach, then it has to be returned. So now that criteria is exactly the same. It's synonymous with the criteria for transforming the pigul and changing the status of the carbon. They're exactly the same thing. So it follows that if it's Lach Moshel Mizbeach, by definition, it's going to have lost the status of Pigol. It's not that one is dependent on each other, but rather they're both dependent on Hartzah, so they have to go together. So that's the first conceptual way to balance the need for both of these ideas to work together. Then in the third paragraph, Rab Chaim suggests another conceptual formulation about why we need both of these ideas together. Now, this approach differs with some of the fundamental assumptions of the first approach, because according to the second approach, there does not need to be hartsa'a, some special meaning 
to the burning on the Mizbeach in order to apply the idea of Lachmo Shel Mizbeach, that it belongs to the Mizbeach. So the carbon belongs to the Mizbeach just because of the physical process that it was burned somewhat on the Mizbeach, even absent the meaning that a carbon normally has. Now that's all with regards to the halacha of im yardu ya'alu, that if it's removed, it has to be returned. So that applies just because of the physical process of being burnt on the Mizbeach. As opposed to the other halacha, that the carbon loses its disqualification status, it's transformed into a valid carbon. So that does not apply just because of the physical burning. That does require the context of Hartsa'ah, that there's a meaning to the burning of this carbon. And this is reflected in the very halacha of Ula because as we saw, Ula derives this whole concept that the Mizbeach takes away the pigul from the fact that the pigul is able to affect the rest of the carbon which is brought on the Mizbeach. So you see that the whole idea of Ula is that since this Mincha pigul is a valid carbon on the Mizbeach, it must be that it lost its pigul status. But that's part of the general context of karbanos that they're meaningful to Hashem. Just being burned on the Mizbeach absent any meaning is not going to be part of this halacha. So you see from a careful reading of the Gemara that these two halachas work a little differently. The halacha that the carbon has to be returned is based on the physical process of burning even absent the meaning of a carbon whereas the concept that the carbon loses its pigal status is based on the specific meaning that karbanos have when they're burned on the Mizbeach, it doesn't follow simply from the process of being burned. So these two halachas, even though they seem related, but they're actually working on different tracks. So now this raises even more strongly the issue of why is the Gemara using this concept that the carbon loses its disqualification on the Mizbeach in order to bolster the idea that if the carbon is removed, it has to be returned when not only do they not follow from each other, but they don't even apply on the same track. Meaning there could be a case where there wasn't hartsa'a, there wasn't the proper meaning to this carbon, so it didn't lose its disqualification, but it was somewhat burned on the Mizbeach physically, so it needs to be returned to the Mizbeach because it's Lach Moshel Mizbeach. So how can the Gemara connect these two halachas when they apply in different cases? Says Rab Chaim, the Gemara is only applying this halacha that the carbon loses its pigal status to the specific case of the mincha, which is pigal. In other words, it's correct. In a regular animal carbon, there is no need to apply the concept that it loses its pigal status in order to explain why it must be returned. The concept of lach moshel mizbeach on its own is going to necessitate returning the carbon if it's taken off the mizbeach. It does not need to rely on this other idea that the carbon loses its pigal disqualification. The only case where we do need that concept is in the specific case of the pigal mincha, the flower offering. So there, lach moshel mizbeach on its own is not going to work. It also requires this idea that it lost the pigal status. And the reason for this distinction is based on the idea we saw earlier that the Gemara says that the mincha is different from an animal carbon because it's not interconnected the way an animal is. Each part of the flower is its own section. 
So now one of the halachas Ula is telling us is that if half of the mincha is on the mizbeach and half is on the ground, you need to lift up the part from the ground and burn it on the mizbeach along with the rest of it. So that is only going to work if there's hartsa'a, if there's a meaning to the burning of that part of the mincha. So the mincha is the one carbon which works differently than regular carbonos, that even for the halacha that it has to be returned to the mizbeach, im yardu ya'alu, for that halacha it also requires hartsa'a. Again, as we said, according to the second approach of Rab Chaim, the halacha of im yardu ya'alu, if it was taken down, it needs to be returned, is not based on the hartsa'a. It doesn't need a context for the burning. It's just based on the fact that physically this animal was burned somewhat on the mizbeach. But that only applies to an animal. When it comes to the mincha, so here we're trying to connect an object which is not inherently connected. We're trying to say that since one part of it was burned on the mizbeach, the other part also has the halachic status that it has to be burned on the mizbeach. And that is not going to work just because of the physical burning of the fire. That requires a hartsa'a. There has to be a proper meaning to this burning. So that's why the Gemara is forced to say that in order to defend this one case, where half of the mincha is on the floor and half is being burned on the mizbeach, that's not going to work simply because it was physically burned. It has to have a proper meaning to the carbon, and that's only going to work if it loses its status of pigal. So there the Gemara applies that Ula said that yes, it is going to lose its status of pigal, so now it follows that if half of the mincha was burned on the mizbeach and it has that hartsa'a, it's not just a random physical burn. Burning. It has the context of a carbon because it lost its pigal status. So now we apply lachmosh al mizbeach. The whole carbon mincha belongs to the mizbeach, even the part that's on the floor. So that is the way Rabbi Chaim makes sense of this. Very creative and very brilliant the way he sets that up. So now, based on this, says Rabbi Chaim, there's going to be a little bit of a twist, a new way to understand the back and forth in the Gemara about Ula. Because when the Gemara kept asking that we already know that if the carbon was taken down, it should be returned. It wasn't asking that we already know that the status is transformed because as Rab Chaim said, Lachmoshal Mizbeach is a different concept from the fact that the pigol is removed. Those are two different halachas. When Ula said at the beginning of the Gemara that the pigol status is removed, we don't know that from the halacha that the carbon has to be returned. All we know from that halacha is that it's Lachmoshal Mizbeach. So says Rab Chaim, the proper way to read this question is that originally the Gemara thought that Ula is teaching us that the carbon needs to be returned once a little bit of it was burned on the Mizbeach. So on that, the Gemara asks, Ula already told us that because he said in the Mincha that was a little burned, if it's removed, it has to be returned because of Lach Moshel Mizbeach, nothing to do with the Pigal status. So the Gemara answered, and this now fits in beautifully with Rab Chaim's explanation, the Gemara says that the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach would only apply to animals because the whole body is connected. But when it comes to the carbon Mincha, it would not apply, again, as Rab Chaim explained, because the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach just means that it was physically burned on the Mizbeach. It doesn't mean that there was Hartsa'a. So it would follow that the Mincha, which is not interconnected, would not all be 
be required to be burned on the Mizbeach because there's no heart sa'ah. All we know from Lach Moshal Mizbeach is that there was a physical burning on the Mizbeach. But that's not enough to obligate the Karban Mincha, which is not all connected to each other. So the Gemara answers, that's exactly what Ula is coming to teach us, that not only is there a physical burning, but there's even heart sa'ah in this case because the Mincha loses its status of Pigul. So this is not just a physical burning. This is actually the same burning as a carbon, which has heart sa'ah. So that's why even though the mincha is not interconnected like an animal, but since there's a heart sa'ah burning on part of it, so the rest of it must be returned and burned on the Mizbeach. So according to Rab Chaim's interpretation of the Gemara, it's reflecting exactly the ideas that he developed in this approach. So now in the fourth paragraph, Rab Chaim returns to his question on the Rambam, and he says that according to this approach, we could explain why the Rambam presents these two halachas differently. The halacha that in Yardu Ya'alu, that the carbon needs to be returned to the Mizbeach, only depends on the physical burning. So that's why the Rambam never says that it has to burn Berubo in a majority of the carbon, because it doesn't have that specification. There's no special rule that it has to burn with the majority of the carbon. So long as this carbon animal was burned slightly on the Mizbeach, even if it was just a little bit, that's enough to require the halacha that it has to be returned because again, the criteria for that halacha is any physical burning on the Beis HaMikdash. It does not require hartsa'a. It's a lower level. So it also follows that it doesn't need to be a majority burned. Even a little bit of burning is going to kick in that halacha. But the later halacha in the Rambam that the carbon meat is transformed from pusel, from pigul or nosar or tameh, and it's transformed into regular kosher carbon meat. So that is the halacha of transformation and that's not enough to just have a physical burning. That requires hartsa'a, as Rab Chaim said. So that's only going to apply when a majority of the meat has been burned on the Mizbeach because of the rule of rubo kekulo. A majority in halacha is considered like the whole thing. So now there's hartsa'a on all of this meat and that affects the transformation. So there is a very real distinction between these two halachas based on their criterias, the halacha of transforming the meat requires hartsa'a, a carbon type burning on the Mizbeach. So that only happens once a majority of the meat has been burned. The halacha of lach moshal Mizbeach, that this carbon now belongs to the Mizbeach, so im yardu ya'alu, if it's removed, it has to be returned. The criteria for that halacha is very different. It's just based on the physical fire of the Mizbeach. So that doesn't require rubo, even a little little bit of that meets the criteria of the physical burning on the Mizbeach. So it has to be returned even if just a little bit of it was burned on the Mizbeach. So that's how Rab Chaim accounts for the different presentations in the Rambam. Now, the obvious problem is that the Gemara does compare these two halachas. So how can you compare two halachas which have different details? The measurement for each halacha to kick in differs. So Rab Chaim points out that he already accounted for this discrepancy in his approach and his interpretation of the Gemara because he himself said that there are two different criterias for these halachas. Now the Gemara is balancing them together and it's comparing both of them together, but basically they function differently. 
So the halacha of transformation doesn't kick in unless there's a hartsa'a burning, whereas the halacha that it has to be returned to the Mizbeach kicks in with any physical burning. Now, even though the Gemara applies the concept of hartsa'a in order to explain the basis for the halacha of returning the mincha karban, as we said, the mincha karban requires hartsa'a in order to create this halacha that the whole mincha has to be burned together. But once there is hartsa'a in that case, says Rab Chaim, it reverts to its original category that what creates the Lach Moshel Mizbeach on this Karban Mincha is just the fact that it was physically burned. Meaning the Hartsa is necessary in order to remove the Pigol and to connect the whole Mincha together. But at the end of the day, the Mincha has to be burned just because some of it was slightly burned on the Mizbeach, just the physical burning, nothing to do with the Hartsa. So that's how Rab Chaim explains, even though it seems like the Gemara is combining these two categories and they seem to be dependent on each other, but they're actually each on their own track and they do function differently even at the end of the whole discussion in the Gemara. And Rab Chaim points out that there is going to be an irony to this situation because according to the Rambam, the Hartzah is not going to kick in until a majority of the meat has been burned. But the Halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach kicks in at an earlier stage even when just a little bit of the meat has been burned. So it's possible that there's going to be a situation where a little bit of the meat is burned. It's then removed from the Mizbeach. So it's still pigal. It has not lost its status yet because a majority has not been burned. And it only loses the pigal status with rubo, a majority of it being burned. So this meat, which is still pigal meat, is obligated to be returned to the Mizbeach and burned. That is the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach. And Rab Chaim says there's no problem in saying that because again, according to the second approach, it doesn't matter whether the meat is pigal or not, we still apply the concept of lach moshel mizbeach. So even meat, which is puzzle, it's disqualified from being a carbon, is still obligated to be returned to the mizbeach once a little bit of it has been burned because of lach moshel mizbeach, even though it remains disqualified. So that's Rab Chaim's analysis of the Rambam. Now in the final paragraph, Rab Chaim uses some of these ideas to answer the question of Tosvos and Zvachim and Bezam with Bez on the bottom. Tosvos asks that there seems to be a contradiction between the Gemara and Zvachim versus Krisus. The Gemara and Zvachim says that if half of the Mincha is on the Mizbeach and half is on the floor, so the whole thing needs to be burned. Meaning the half on the floor follows the Halacha of the half which is on the Mizbeach and got burned. The problem is that the Gemara and Krisus says explicitly that a majority of the Karban has to be burned in order for this Halacha to apply. And the Gemara is not even sure if a majority of one limb is sufficient Maybe the full limb has to be on there. So how could this halacha apply to the case of half a mincha sitting on the Mizbeach when the other half was not burned, so a majority of this carbon mincha was not burned? So why would this halacha, that the whole thing has to be burned, apply? And Tosos points out that the whole explanation of the Gemara for this halacha of the carbon mincha, that we view the whole mincha as connected, is not going to overcome this problem because even if it's connected, it's not more connected than the 
animal. And when it comes to the animal, there has to be a majority which is burned. So the same should be true of the mincha. Why is it enough to have just the minority of the mincha which was burned? So Rab Chaim answers that based on his distinction between these two halachas, so now we could answer Tosus's question. When the Gemara in Krisos says that a majority of the carbon has to be burned, it's referring to the transformation halacha. The only way to remove the disqualified status of Pigol or Nosar is if a majority of the carbon burned. Less than that, it's not going to change the status. And that's exactly how we saw that the Rambam rules. So that's the Gemara in Krisos. On the other hand, the Gemara in Zvachim is referring to the halacha of Imyardu Ya'alu, that if the animal is removed, it has to be returned because it's Lach Moshel Mizbeach, it belongs to the Mizbeach. So that halacha applies even less than a majority, as the Rambam said, even if a minority of it burned, so long as there was some physical burning on the Mizbeach, so that halacha kicks in and it has to be returned. So that's why the Gemara in Zvachim says that if half the Mincha is on the Mizbeach and half is sitting on the floor, even though not a majority of it was burned, it's still going to have the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach, because for that halacha to apply, it doesn't require a majority of it to be burned. So Rab Chaim's distinction could also answer Tosus's question. So this is Rab Chaim's approach in the Rambam. The key conceptual point is that there is a distinction between the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach versus the halacha of removing the pigal status. That removing the status requires a hartsa'a type of burning, a burning which is in the context of a carbon that has meaning to Hashem. Whereas the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach, that an item belongs to the Mizbeach, that just has to do with the simple fact that it was burned on the Mizbeach, even absent the context of a carbon. So that's why there's going to be a distinction whether a majority of the item needs to be burned or not. Now these two concepts are going to meet with regards to the Mincha, because there we need not only Lach Moshel Mizbeach, but we also need to combine the whole bread together. Together. So there we do need to apply the hartsa'a. It needs a higher level of burning in order to affect that combination of the whole mincha together. Now there's a few discussion points about this piece. In the back of the Or Olam edition of Chidush Rabbi Chaim Alevi, so they quote that Rab Chaim's son, Reb Velvel, the Briskarov, in his Chidushim on Zvachim and Gimel Amid Aleph. So he quotes this piece from Rab Chaim, but there's some noticeable differences the way he records it. So I'm not going to go through all the details of the differences, but there is one idea that the Briskarov quotes from Rab Chaim, and there they quote that Rab Chaim's grandson, the Briskarov's son, Rab Beryl Soloveitchik, he also quoted this idea from Rab Chaim in his Shiurim. So Rab Chaim's son and grandson quote an idea from Rab Chaim regarding this whole issue, which is worth noting. And that is that Rab Chaim suggested that the problem of pigul, when a carbon is slaughtered or the service is done with the intention of doing it in the wrong way, in the wrong place or at the wrong time. So that's called pigul. So Rab Chaim said that that's different than the standard disqualifications of a carbon. In general, what disqualifies a carbon means that it should shouldn't be brought as a carbon because it's been disqualified. So the reason it shouldn't be brought is because of whatever disqualification there is. Pigol, on the other hand, is specifically a disqualification to bring this as a carbon. So it's a different formulation. It's not that this animal should not be brought as a carbon because it has the status of Pigol, but the status of Pigol actively precludes it from being brought as a carbon. So according to that, Rab Chaim suggested that that's why in the case of Ula, there's a Pigol 
pigul mincha, we need to remove the pigul status before we can apply the halacha of lach moshel mizbeach. The reason is because the pigul actively precludes bringing this carbon. So if we don't remove that status, that's going to stop the ability to apply the halacha of lach moshel mizbeach. That would not be true in the other cases that the Gemara discusses where the issue is not pigul. There it would work differently that we don't need to remove the disqualification in order to apply lach moshel mizbeach because those disqualifications don't actively preclude bringing this carbon on the mizbeach. It's just that since it's disqualified, so therefore it follows that it should not be brought on the mizbeach. But if it's burned a little bit, so then we are going to apply lach moshel mizbeach. So this is a totally different tradition to answer this Rambam, that obviously there was a tradition in Rab Chaim's family that he had said. He does not explicitly mention this idea in his piece in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, but it does seem like that might be the technical approach, the first idea that he suggests and then sort of dismisses. So it's very possible that that approach is really this approach. It's the same idea that the pigul is going to actively preclude the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach. Even though other psulim, different disqualifications, would not preclude Lach Moshel Mizbeach, pigul is special because it's not that the carbon shouldn't be brought because it's pigul, but it's rather that the pigul stops the carbon from being brought, so that's also going to stop the Lach Moshel Mizbeach. So it's very possible that this tradition of Reb Chaim is what he referenced as his first technical suggestion, which he then said that it was forced, so in the Sefer he didn't love that idea. But either way, it's worth mentioning this additional approach of Reb Chaim for the clarity that it sheds on the whole discussion. Now, I also just want to mention that in the new editions of Reb Chaim with the Atzei HaChaim commentary on the bottom, so he has a slightly different way to read this piece than the way I presented it in this recording. I presented it that Rab Chaim's answer for the Rambam only works in his second approach, that the criteria for changing the pigol versus Lach Moshel Mizbeach are different, so that's why there's a difference in the way the Rambam rules those two halachas. But according to the first approach, that the criteria of Lach Moshel Mizbeach and removing the pigol both require Hartzah, so they're the same, so then there wouldn't be a way to explain the discrepancy in how the Rambam presents these two halachas. And that's what it seems to me is the way Rab Chaim is presenting this piece. In the Atzei Chaim commentary, he has a different way to make sense of this. Again, I'm not going to go through all the details of how his reading differs, but he suggests that even in the first approach of Rab Chaim, it would also answer the Rambam. So I just want to note that if anyone wants to look it up. Now, finally, the last point to make is that there's a pretty glaring contradiction within Rab Chaim's explanation. And this is pointed out by the Chazon Ish in his comments on Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, as well as by contemporary Svarim, because Rab Chaim says that in order to remove the status of the pigol, a majority of the carbon would need to be burned. Rab Chaim also says that in order to apply the halacha of Lach Moshel Mizbeach from one part of the carbon mincha to the other, in order to combine the mincha, it requires requires a burning of Hartza'ah, which means that the pigol has been removed. So according to Rab Chaim, it should follow that in order to combine the whole mincha together and apply the Lach Moshel Mizbeach, it requires a majority of the mincha to have been burned. And that's not the case. In fact, Rab Chaim in the last paragraph says explicitly that we do not need a majority of the mincha in order to apply Lach Moshel Mizbeach. So this seems to be a big internal contradiction.
contradiction because according to Rab Chaim, if a majority of the mincha was not burned, it does not remove the pigal status, which means there's no hartsa'a burning, which means there should be no combination of the various parts of the mincha. So then we shouldn't apply the halacha of lach moshel mizbeach. But the Gemara seems to say clearly in Zvachim, the way Rab Chaim interprets it, that even though only a minority of the mincha was burned, we still apply the rule of lach moshel mizbeach and the entire mincha has to be burned on the mizbeach. So the Chazon Ish and a number of contemporary Svarim pose this question. Now there is a potential solution, which the Chazon Ish says in his last line, and also there's a Sefer Machsheves Panim an Zvachim from Rabbi Fal Bitan, and he quotes in Simen Yudalid that Rab Aaron Cutler and Mishnas Rab Aaron on Kudshim in Zvachim Simen Yudalid Os Beis. So he also discusses this whole issue. He doesn't quote Rab Chaim, but he does quote the Mishnah Lamelech that Rab Chaim quoted. And Rab Aaron has a discussion about this halacha, and he suggests this idea that any burning which is going to come to be a hartsa'a, even if it hasn't happened yet, so it hasn't burned a majority of it yet, but it's going to lead to a majority which equals a hartsa'a type burning. So from the start, it already has the halacha of a hartsa'a status burning. So according to this idea that the Chazonish and Rabaron and the Machshavis Panim are discussing, it would follow that even though the Mincha requires a hartsa'a burning, it doesn't need to burn a majority before we apply the halachas of removing the Pigol and the Lach Moshel Mizbeach. So long as it's headed in that direction, even though it's before that stage, so it hasn't burned a majority yet, we still apply those halachas, and that's why even though it only burned a minority, we would still apply the Lach Moshel Mizbeach to the Mincha, we combine the whole thing together, because this is a burning of Hartzah, because it's leading in that direction. So it's possible that Rab Chaim also accepts this idea, and that's how he makes sense of this.